Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Hello, Soul Astrology listeners. Welcome to the forecast for December 26th to January 1st. Oh boy, we're we are blasting through these holidays and we're glad you're here and Brighthawk is gonna offer us a little bit of music. So I'm Hollis Taylor and I'm one of your astrologers today. And uh you can find out more about me at divineandrogen.com. Hi there, I'm Brighthawk, and you can find out more about me at brighthawkproductions.com. It's a pleasure to be here and play a little handpan music for our meditation. Mm-hmm. And I'm Lacrosse, and you can find me here when I get here. <laughs> I don't have a website yet. <laughs> You'll get one. We'll I'll get, get you there. one. I'll get there. <laughs> and you have an awesome tarot book that yes. they can yes. order. They can find and, the link in the description. And mm-hmm. I finished the second part to the five-part series. I finished the wands so they can get the fool's journey and then wandering through the wands wow so watch check the links friends and get you know stay updated with lacrosse and uh that way you can get these books as they come out for sure get yourself a nice holiday gift (laughs) all right so let's take a moment to take a few deep breaths Take a nice deep breath and imagine yourself cuddled up and completely comfortable in your temperature, yet in the darkness with no threats or any problems, with a beautiful dark sky the stars twinkling like you'd see lights at the holidays. And on this dark morning, you are completely comfortable in this space and time. Beautiful sun starts to peak up over the horizon, just a little bit, just enough to start to make some of the stars disappear behind the sunlight. As you feel that sun start to light up the sky, you are reminded 
that our days, instead of getting darker, are getting warmer, like the sun rising in the sky. We all receive a little bit more light, a little bit more warmth, and the sun is the most reliable, amazing part of our universe. And as the sun slowly warms up the sky, we say goodbye to the darkness. We are ready to embrace the light. Feel the warmth in your bones and in your blood and all over your body. Like when you step out on a sunny day. your skin and raise your vibration just a little bit more. minutes of light and we welcome back the sun into our world. And as you feel that gratitude in your heart, sunshine and all the beauty it brings. Allow that gratitude to just wash over you like sunshine.
Thank you, Brighthawk. Thank you, Hollis. Welcome back. And I just thought we would honor the light this time because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I get tired of it being dark at like 4.30, 5 o'clock. Yeah, it's been rough. It's been rough. Yeah, it's kind of nice when you realize that the sun's on its way back and you're like, well, we get another minute of daylight every day. <laughs> so... um so that's something that I didn't become aware of until I was an adult. Mm. I know that we probably teach our children that, but um, I don't know. I guess I missed that lesson or something. I sure felt like I did. You did? And it was my birthday. Winter solstice is my birthday, <laughs> and it never correlated until I moved to Cambridge in Massachusetts. Hmm. And, oh, my goodness, winter solstice in Cambridge, it's dark by, like, 345. It's oh my gosh. crazy because oh it's so far goodness. north, you know, and I just, that blew my mind. Oh my gosh. And then I realized, man, I would be praying for the sun to return and the days to get longer right. if I was, you know, living in a cold ice climate, yeah. you know, Yeah. But growing up in Southern California, there was just no, there's just not a lot of <clears throat> seasonal awareness. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I grew up in Delaware, and I I remember it getting dark early sometimes, but I don't remember anyone ever explaining it to me. How about no, you, Cross? No. I just saw it, like, getting more dismal and darker every day and more depressing. And as a kid, I'm just like, oh, it's so sad. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, nobody ever explained. I think it's weird. It's kind of funny. Um, and then when I was raising my son, I became aware of it. And so I tried to explain where Christmas came from and Yule and all of that stuff and why, what solstice meant. Now he was very much into uh, the solar system and whatnot. So I think he probably got it pretty early. That's so, good. yeah, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Being a pagan kid. <laughs> all right. So we have a fun week this week coming up. I have taken a little look at it here. Oops. All right. Is it sharing my screen properly? There we go. Maybe. <laughs> okay, there we go. And so you can take a look here. Um, I... I changed our colors uh, to fit the season. Um, I mean to do that every solstice or whatever. And um, so, you know, I know that we said last week that Christmas Day could be a little challenging, okay? And, you know, I was thinking about these alignments today when I was looking at them. I was like, huh, a grand shrine in water the day after Christmas, knowing that Christmas Day could have some emotional challenges. And I don't know about you guys, but if I hang out with, like, my parents or my siblings, I often had challenging Christmases. 
So uh, the next day sometimes was like, oh, my God, I just need to be away from you people. And um, <laughs> one year my mom gave me a Bible. Oh, no way. <laughs> yes, she did. Oh she wanted to make sure that I knew the, the message of Jesus Christ. Oh, so, my. Uh, and I had been a longtime witch at the time, so I was kind of like, really? And... <laughs> Wow. Um, so I really needed some wind down after that. When I was looking at the astrology for December 26th, I was like, we're going to need that day. Okay. You're going to need the December the 26th. And if you're hanging around after Christmas day, wondering what the hell was I supposed to learn from that? Um, <laughs> you're on the right track. Okay. So instead of just making yourself out to be a victim or whatever, um, and it's easy to do that. I I have done that million times uh, where, like, you know, my mom would try to, like, you know, tell me I was evil or something. Um, and then, like, I would, I would internalize that, right? Because we believe what our parents tell us. Um, so if you're queer out there and you're struggling with family relations, even if you're not queer, <laughs> I know plenty of not queer people of cisgender and heterosexual people that uh definitely struggle with their family um so if you're having that or the next day for whatever reason you're asking yourself oh, what was i supposed to learn from that that's that rectangle jupiter and aries pluto and capricorn lilith and cancers and ceres in uh libra because that's all series is the representation of mother and mothering um lilith and cancer is all about independent feminism independent female and independence in general so even if you're a guy you know or more masculine presenting lilith still represents your independence and um pluto and capricorn is very much about the system and how things work and how things are set up and jupiter and aries is very much um, it could be a little on the explosive side. It could feel a little like boom. And, um, so as those come together, since it's a rectangle, it's a mystic rectangle. So what you should always remember about rectangles is that they are, they're destined. They're helping you learn something. So if you just try to remember that one question, what the hell am I supposed to be learning from that? Um, I learned, I learned that I needed, I learned that I needed to not hang out with my family. Okay. And, uh, and if that's what you need to learn, that might be what you need to learn. Right. I had super Christian family that, um, weren't comfortable with my queerness, my witchcraft or anything else I did. And it was just better for me to be authentic if I moved away from them. And it was the best thing I ever did. Now, with that grand trine in water, water is very much about emotional and so very much about that south node in Scorpio, which is like where we came from. So south node is like maybe we're not supposed to be hanging around with these people anymore. Okay, like we grew up with them, but you don't have to hang out with them. I promise you, life goes on. There is other people in the world that are happy to be your chosen family that will celebrate you just the way you are. And with Apollos Athena in Pisces and Lilith and Cancer, they're all three talking together. And that's a grand trine in water. So that's very emotionally healing. So if you ask that question, 
It's going to come real easy to you. What the hell am I supposed to learn from this? And with that T-square, you could get caught up in that T-square. You could get caught up in the push and pull of who said what and who did what and who looked at you funny when you said you were trans, okay? And whatever, whatever happened on the day before, just bring it forward, okay? Just bring it forward and ask that one question, friends, that one question, what am I to learn from this? If you do that, you will engage the good energies in the sky and you will find probably emotion, deep emotional healing, um, really deep because the South Node in Scorpio, man, that's all about where you came from, including past lives. Pallas Athena is all about your strategy and your fight in Pisces. So that's it is a little bit like trudging through water or mud. And Lilith and Cancer is very much about your independence and using your higher thinking for independence in particular in Cancer. In the part of Fortune in Taurus, you should take a look at your house um, of Taurus, okay? Pay attention to where it is. Is it in the seventh house? Which, if Taurus is in your seventh house, that's the house of relationships. Or maybe it's in your fourth house of house of roots, okay? So just take a look, find out where it is, and in that area, that area is the part of your life that you want to focus on for the 26th and the 27th, okay? Part of Fortune's only there for two days, and if there's anything that needs to be done in that area, those are the days to do it because you'll find more ease with it. What's going on with the moon on that day? Well, <clears throat> last week was new moon, so now we're in a waxing phase of a crescent moon, and it's in Aquarius, of course, and we know the moon is happy in Aquarius, idealistic Aquarius, um, creative Aquarius, tolerant Aquarius, you know. Um, but we also know that sometimes, you know, the Aquarian style can be, shall we say, tactless. <laughs> sometimes, uh, you know, aloof, sometimes um, contrary, like a good argument. So um, the moon is happy in Aquarius and it can be balanced. And that's what we really like. And so the moon is going to be conjuncting Saturn. And so, you know, there's a lot going on there in Aquarius. And, um, and uh, yeah. So you should pay attention to where Aquarius is. And uh, just, you know, pay attention because that part of your chart will probably get lit up, whatever house that's in. Um, and even though um, Monday is the moon's day, it's a void moon. At the degree it's at is a void moon. So it means that it's less powerful. So there's plenty going on that's going to be getting your attention. And um, yeah, so a waxing crescent moon. Hmm. Great. And um, LaCrosse, you tell us if you have something to drop in with. Uh, well, uh, I wasn't here last week, so I didn't get to let you know that we're going into the goose season. Oh. So, when did that start? The, 20 uh, the 21st. Oh, okay. no, 22nd. The 22nd. It started the 22nd, and it'll run straight through to January 19th. And people think the cold, the winter, what does that have to do with the geese? You know, because they fly south. 
you know, they go to where it's warm, but it's actually more the personality traits. And I find it funny because you were talking about how aggressive last week was, and that's what geese are known for. They yeah. attack and they <laughs> ask questions later. They don't, they're very protective. You know, everybody's like, oh, the geese don't get near it because they will come after you so quick and attack so quick. You won't even, you, you're running, you're running. But what I found interesting is, is they're one of few animals that can hit three elements at one, earth, air, and water. Ah, sure. And I think this kind of coincides with today, kind of grabbing all these elements. You're, you're, you got to ground your physical body. You got to work on your mind. You know, you have to work on your emotions because these are going to be key point on that day. And I find that interesting that the goose really intertwines with this, you know, learn how to adjust all three parts of those to get through this season because we really need our physical, mental, and spiritual health to get through these dark times in the, in the winter. So yeah, that's sure. kind of what stood out to me. Well said. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe the goose was because, you know, like a lot of people have like a Christmas goose. Could right? be. A lot of people used to eat a goose. Yeah, I, I think that was, well, I don't know. I mean, I know that's a big thing in England. That's you know, what to have the Christmas. Like right out of Dickens. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I don't, I don't, you know, maybe it was, I think here it was more like pheasant or I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm but. not sure, but the, um, I think it might be because they're, moving maybe they're shot um early on and the goose can be you know if it's yeah. cold even back then before refrigerators and such they could keep the goose a little uh fresh if as long as it was cold outside well, I wouldn't um know. yeah so and you know um there was a way that they did that they would have like little sheds uh that would keep it away so that you know bears and shit don't come and eat your food <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i was just thinking about goose and all i could think about was my son was like five and he was maybe as tall maybe barely maybe he was seven or eight but he was just a little bit taller than the goose <laughs> and the goose thought he was a threat oh yeah and he got out of the car at this farm and the goose chased him <laughs> up into the house and like flew up on the porch and tried to corner him and shit yeah. man oh that God. goose did not like him for like the longest time he was and, scary and he you know of course developed a fear of geese for a little while oh i'm sure i think sure. he's over it now i don't know he has chickens now so i'm not <laughs> okay. sure i'll have to ask him next time <laughs> but yeah. yeah they are kind of aggressive little buggers oh yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah yeah so um now the 27th a, a lot of what was happening on the 26th will continue okay so a lot of the astrology so you could have two days of recovery from christmas okay and i was looking at it and i was thinking well it's kind of the same stuff and i looked at some of the other more minor aspects and I noticed all of these had an orb of zero degrees. So an orb of zero degrees means it's perfectly right on point. And I also noticed that almost all of them were a blessing. So, you know, with Venus sextiling Juno and Venus sextiling Neptune, those are going to be about love. Those are going to be about beauty. And um, that's Venus represents love, beauty, relationships. 
And um, Juno represents commitment. So don't be surprised if you are falling in love with somebody, maybe because they've supported you through your awful family. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Or whatever happened um, for you, you might just be feeling closer, being closer to somebody. Um, You might be feeling a little bit of extra love there. And sextiling Neptune is, you know, we want, we want, planets to have sex okay and that's how you can remember that aspect sextile um and so venus sextiling neptune is going to be very much about the beauty of our vision the beauty of even our psychic abilities or if you're a psychic or anything like that you could you could have really beautiful readings on this day okay you could really get that love and that feeling that we feel when you do a psychic reading that's really good for somebody at the end and they're so grateful and that sort of um not romantic love it's just kind of like you know love and connection because they got what they needed and we also feel very validated in our um in our craft and so that can be a really great experience the only the biggest challenge really is the venus opposition of Pallas athena so that tells me to go gentle don't don't go hard on this day uh Pallas athena athena can be kind of hard and kind of strong but because venus has all these other great aspects i would stay engaged with the softer aspects of juno and neptune which are more sensitive and more energetic where Pallas athena is more like xena War, warrior princess okay just leave your weapons in the corner for the day, okay? And, um, you know, Juno is trining Pallas Athena. So this is about commitment and um, even strength and commitment and sort of feeling like, yeah, I really want to make a commitment with you. And Neptune trining Pallas Athena also, that's also really like visioning, having the vision of commitment and strength those are great these are great things to engage in on that day and it's just that opposition is really the only challenge and the part of fortune is still in taurus which is a really great um just a good time to engage wherever your taurus is and you know neptune conjunct juno that's it's really again that's going to engage any commitments or beauty and love or anything like that that you're seeing in your mind's eye for the new year go ahead and start dreaming about it because you're supposed to be so spirit's trying to tell you something you know it's that vision yeah beautiful yeah is the moon up to something? well tuesday is mars day and the moon is squaring mars of course it's still in pisces uh or sorry it's entered pisces i should say that and we know that the moon is happy in pisces because of course the moon rules the tides so i used to always think the moon was ruled by pisces but it's it's not it uh it's uh neptune 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 Mm -hmm. rules pisces Mm -hmm. so but the moon is deep and emotional and uh in pisces you know compassionate there's a lot you know like you said it'd probably be a great day for readings that way loving creative loyal you know you've got that loyal thing going on for sure with juno and um you know the the one thing about pisces the other side i always try to tell you the spectrum the range of pisces is that it can be indecisive it can be get confused uh it can you know 
be very vague. They're watery. It's Pisces and is moon in Pisces is water, 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 right? So it can get emotional. If you think something feels overwrought or over emotional, that could be why. If you think something, <laughs> I'm like, if you think something is overwrought We're back. or um, We're back. Uh, you feel overly emotional, that, that could be a little bit of why. But what I would say when that happens is lean into Capricorn energy because happy birthday, Capricorns. This is, you know, Capricorn season and Capricorn is very grounded, very practical, can be very cool. So, you know, there's always a spectrum of things that pull on us depending on what's in our chart. And, um, you know, this time it's a square with Mars with the moon and, an, and a sextile with North Node. So again, more of that sextile trine energy, which can be a real blessing. You may not even realize what blessings you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes you can lose track of them in a trine. Mm. Anything you want to add? Uh, no. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, okay. So then the next day on the 28th, a stellium. So what's a stellium, Hollis? A stellium mm -hmm. is when we have uh, two, I think it's two or more, three or more planets mm -hmm. um, in the same sign uh, mm -hmm. or in the same house. Okay. And what's happening here is that Neptune, Juno, and the moon in particularly in particular are in Pisces and Jupiter's at zero degrees Aries, right? It's just barely in Aries. And so Neptune, like I said, is about vision. It's also rules psychic abilities. Juno's about commitment. Jupiter is about expansion and it tends to make anything big. Anything it's near, it tends to make it bigger. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the moon is very much about intuition. So these are great days to do readings. If you're a psychic, these are the days you're going to want to do them. 27th and the 28th, they're looking very good for that kind of thing because that Pisces energy is going to be very much uh, spiritual and psychic and even kind of open-minded, I think. I think Pisces is a little bit more willing to like accept these newer ideas or um, especially something like a psychic reading. I find that most of the time if I do a reading for Pisces, they're very receptive. They're very like open to it. Um, now the rectangle will still be going on from the 26th, but now Mercury's gonna gonna come join it <laughs> in Capricorn, at least for the moment, because uh, it, it eventually goes retrograde. But in this on this day on the 28th, it will enter Capricorn, which it will sort of take your rectile, rectangle. So whatever was going on on the 26th that you said, what am I supposed to learn from that? You might actually talk about it with somebody. You might write about it. You might talk about it. You might communicate it somehow. However you communicate it, this is the day you want to do that because um, Mercury will be there, although Mercury is in Capricorn, so I would try to engage a little bit more of my sensitivity, my Pisces energy, just in case, it's, especially if it's a sensitive topic, um, just because you, you might have a tendency to be a little cold and callous about it. 
because that's Mercury and Capricorn. <laughs> uh, but maybe you need to be. Maybe you're usually super sensitive and too sensitive, and this this is the time that you need to be clear, cold, and callous. And that happens sometimes. We all need that. Well, Wednesday is Mercury's day, so Mercury it's is playing a significant role in the sky. You know, Wednesday's Mercury's day, so we we uh, it's not surprising to me to see the significance that it's playing in that rectangle. Mm, mm. And of course, Mercury rules communication. So all of the things you just said, spot on. It's really great to see it when it's so clear. <laughs> it's how I've been learning astrology for sure. There are certain times where it's so clear. And just go slow. You know, if you're a Virgo or a Gemini, um, just be aware that Mercury rules and rules you. Uh, it rules your sun sign. It rules how, where you shine your light and how you go forward in things. So you might start stumbling over your words at this point. This is like the day before it goes retrograde. Now, the part of fortune is in Gemini. So if you're a Gemini, uh, it could be a little bit easier because you could, uh, you know, those areas of your life could get clearer wherever Gemini is in your chart. But if you're a Virgo, you're probably going to be like, you know, tripping over your words, speaking stuff backwards and, you know, and it just, I, I when I know Mercury's in retrograde, first of all, if I do stumble over my words, I apologize for it just right away. I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, Mercury's in retrograde and I talk funny sometimes when that's happening. I'm not being clear, give me just a moment. And then I just take a few deep breaths and then I try to clarify. Um, and then sometimes it's not that simple. Sometimes I stumble over things, get frustrated with myself. It usually depends on what sign it's in. So I'm just gonna say that Mercury in retrograde, it's coming, it's not always bad. Hopefully you've already, you got our warning last week and started to back up all your computers. Don't do it on this day, okay? Hopefully you've already done it, okay? And if, you, if you're listening to this early enough, you could do it on the 26th, but you're getting kind of late there, okay? And um, <clears throat> so if you can hold out on communication until Mercury is in its retrograde, you're sometimes better off because it seems to bother us the most when it's going in and coming out. And, okay, so yeah. uh, so that's that's the time it seems to bug us the most. Yeah. That'd be some real good time to use that goose energy where when, go when geese fly, they fly in a set formation. And the minute that one gets out of that V, you know, you were talking about stumbling, Geese are very quick to adjust to go right back in sync with the rest of them. So that'd be a good time to put that in perspective. Because if you happen to fall out of line and you're flying or you're going and you stumble, it, it's not a big deal. Just get right back in and it'll go smooth sailing as long as you're just, you know, catching yourself yeah. and adjusting. Yeah. Maybe put a, a cute little goose on your altar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And say, I will fly back in line. <laughs> I'll get there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, especially Virgos and Geminis. Now, um, this is when officially the 29th, Mercury goes retrograde. If there's an intense day of the week, uh, this is going to be it. 
<laughs> the interesting thing about this day as I was looking at my chart is that Mercury and Venus are like this with each other. And then, so they're like this. And then on this day, they do this. So they kind of cross each other's path. Okay. And when Mercury does that in retrograde with Venus, just be a little bit more careful about what you say to the people you love. Uh, maybe go it a little gentler, maybe go a little slower, um, or just choose not to say anything for a couple of days um, until you really feel like you have to, or, you know, whatever your strategy is. Um, I just, Mercury and v Venus rules love, beauty, um, and relationships, okay? And Mercury rules communication, okay? And Mercury's going to go retrograde. Okay, and this happens a couple times a year, but it doesn't always dance with Venus when it's doing that. And since it's in Capricorn, it makes me feel like it's going to be kind of cold and callous. And so you might say something kind of rude to your partner. You don't want to do that just a couple of days before the new year or ever, really. Um, it's just not worth it. And so I would just say sometimes I just like want to take a piece of tape, <laughs> put it on my mouth around Mercury retrograde. Uh, can't always do that, but sometimes you can. Now, um, the stellium in Pisces and on the zero degree Aries, really, really, um, Aries, Chiron is going to join the party of that. It's going to be within within orb of this stellium. And all of these things are kind of collecting around the same area. So you want to look at where your Pisces and Aries meet in your chart. Do they meet within a house or right at a house? might depend on what house system you're using. But a stellium just means that you're going to have several planets and now Chiron's joining the party, which is pretty much about your wounded healer, okay? And you can read the story of Chiron pretty easily online. Chiron represents the part of us that's usually wounded that we bring forth some sort of healer, okay? Now, the oppositions, that's going to feel like somebody is pulling on each side of you from opposite sides. So you could even feel very divided or separated or pulled in two directions, um, especially around love, relationships, and even your independence and the system and how things work. Okay, and so if you're feeling that push-pull of relationships and, and the system or or independence or something like that, just, just know that it's that opposition and ask yourself some good questions because Venus is now going to join that rectangle. So ask yourself some good questions like, just because I'm frustrated today, am I, am I always frustrated or is this just a temporary feeling? Because... With relationships, especially long-term relationships, you could find yourself sometimes a little bit frustrated for like a couple of days, but then you go back to being in love with them. So was it really worth getting caught up in the shitty feeling for a couple of days? Sometimes I just let the shitty feeling pass. Um, I just don't think it's worth engaging, especially if 90% of the time I'm feeling in love. Now... There have been some toxic relationships where 90% of the time I feel like frustrated and 10% of the time I feel like I'm in love. Or, or, or in the toxic times, I sometimes feel like I'm always trying to make love happen. And that can feel very frustrating and that's a sign that you're in a toxic relationship. 
So depending on where you are, you may start becoming aware of that on this day, the 29th, with the Venus joining that rectangle. It could be trying to point out a relationship to you that's not very healthy. And, you know, just just ask yourself some good questions, okay? And And sometimes it's even really helpful, if you're not sure, to make a list of all the good things and the not so good things and um and see see which see which list is longer that and usually that is a really good indicator of if the relationship's worth keeping now the part of fortune is in gemini so you should pay attention to wherever gemini is in your chart if it's in the eighth house you know you might be finding uh some some shadow pieces coming to an end especially since mars has been dancing around in there and um you might if it's in your 10th house you might find something about career that needs to be wrapped up or in your 12th house it may be something you don't even know about and you haven't even noticed but someone pointed out to you so um if there's something like you didn't even think about yourself and someone else pointed it out that's 12th house energy okay so take a look at that and so if the part of fortune when the part of fortune is in that part of your chart then those are the areas that you want to focus on that you want to try to wrap up any energy that's going on in that house well on thursday is jupiter's day and so it's interesting that there's so much energy around jupiter the moon juno that tight amount of conjunct energy and um <clears throat> Really, when the moon is in Aries, it's a nervous temperament. When the moon is in Aries, you have the emotional depth of the moon meets the fiery energy of Aries. Aries is very energetic. It's very enterprising, optimistic, um, open to change, idealistic. But they can also be like ready go and then aim you know and not necessarily finish projects and be very impulsive and opinionated and you know there's a range in aries that um sometimes aries can be very domineering and um impatient and vain <laughs> but they're also very enterprising and they're very energetic and and their uh fiery nature um is a challenge for the moon and so um, the, the moon is, you know, it's a nervous temperament. That's what I'm going to come back to when we're, when we're thinking about it. And you've already talked about all that conjunct energy, especially with Chiron there, you know, opportunities. So, yeah, that's the 29th. Okay. Definitely. It gets, it gets better. It gets easier maybe <laughs> the 30th seems a little easier to me you know the 30th yeah. is friday friday is venus's day and venus is in a conversation yeah uh venus is um doing this t-square that the venus and capricorn with the moon palace athena and mercury so you know this is going to be a little bit of challenge, but it may just, it may also have something to do with that Mercury going retrograde. Because now Mercury's full retrograde, headed backwards. It leaves the rectangle. So any communication that you had to do about your destiny or about things that absolutely had to be done in your life, you've lost the windows. Please don't try anymore. <laughs> 
because Mercury review. is in full retrograde. Now it's time to review and edit things. If you find yourself uh, revisiting something that you did in the past, um, if you find yourself uh, like revisiting some contracts or anything like that, that's Mercury in retrograde. That's a great thing to engage in, especially if you're reviewing or editing something, okay? If you wrote a book, edit it now. <laughs> this is a great time. And with that part of fortune in Cancer, if you have some stuff around your home, this is a great day to clean up. Uh, regardless of where Cancer is in your chart, of course, it could affect those areas, um, whatever house it's in. But Cancer rules our home. And so, um, so if you have some, oh my gosh, I really have to get rid of these clothes, especially now that I got three new shirts for um for the for gifts I, I don't need any more shirt I need to get rid of these okay this is a great time to clean up and get rid of things that you don't want anymore okay and I think you said yeah. what you had to say yep okay Saturday Saturn's day and on the 31st <laughs> That well, the too. only last yeah. thing I would say, I, I, I forgot to say, it was a first quarter moon on the 29th. I know we've passed it. Oops. Okay. <laughs> but, it, you know, the moon continues to wax, right, towards the full moon. So here we go. So it's going towards the full moon. Yeah. So should we be working on letting things go or manifesting You things? should have done your new moon ritual to set your intentions for this month and that was last week. And even if if you didn't get to it till the beginning of this week, do it. What do you want to, what do you want to have, uh, what intentions do you have for this time, this moon, this next 30 days? So this is the building energy, right? And then there's the releasing energy. So we're still building towards the new moon. Okay. Okay. Now the T-square uh, that involves the moon in Taurus and Pluto and Capricorn, Lilith and Cancer, and Venus and Capricorn. Again, you're noticing uh, Venus and Pluto are conjunct, right? Yeah. So if you're noticing your system of love needing to be changed or your system of beauty, ah. yeah, be paying attention to that. Uh, I wouldn't... I wouldn't necessarily, just because of the Capricorn feel, I wouldn't necessarily throw out something you used to love or something like that, <laughs> because this energy could change when Venus gets out of Capricorn, and then you may regret it, okay? And um, Fair enough. Not that I'm big on style or anything like that, but some of us do have some favorite outfits or whatever, and I just told you to clean up yesterday, and <laughs> now I'm thinking today on this day, you know, just be careful about what you give away, because the part of fortune is still in cancer so it is still a good time to clean up uh get your house ready clean your house and prepare it mm -hmm. especially like just wiping things down wiping down the baseboards or getting the cobwebs out of the corner or whatever um it will just make your house feel a little bit cleaner and a little bit uh more fresh and so that could be really good energy on this day for sure and of course the moon is in taurus and so the moon is exalted in Taurus. It's super happy in Taurus. It loves being in Taurus. And Taurus loves the fine things. Maybe you're uh, switching over uh, styles from Christmas to New Year's Eve, and now you're having fun decorating, or you know, what are the fine things that you enjoy? Because Taurus, Taurus loves loves 
artistic, warm, beautiful. Uh, Taurus is trustworthy. It's determined, of course. Artistic. I think I said that already. You know, and then, of course, you know, the other side of Taurus is that obstinance. You know, it's bull, right? So it's it can be, you know, rigid and, you know, overly cautious and stuff like that. So Moon and Taurus, super happy. And, um, you know, I would be asking yourself, what makes me happy? What lights me up? What makes me feel good? You know what? I'm going to paint this room because I don't like this color. This is what makes me happy. You know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know where that example came from. That's an interesting <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, we already talked about there, you know, the square involving Pluto and Venus and Mercury yeah, and the moon. So yeah, you got it all right there. Mm -hmm. Ooh, and finale. Happy New Year. So by the time we get to New Year's Day, somewhere over in the middle of the night, all of these planets are going to have a little party in Taurus. So I'm wanting you to uh, do things that are luxurious, mm, um, that really feed you, because the North Node is there. So this could be really good time to feed your soul, your favorite thing. The True Node and the North Node are pretty much the same thing. Um, but Uranus in Taurus also is there. So, you know, get your freak on, okay? Go to a drag party, have fun on New Year's Eve um, and New Year's Day, you know, just try to give yourself all the beautiful things that you love or need, sort of like what Bright Hawk just said. And um, with that rectangle still going on, this is how you feed your soul. So start to recognize you know, just say to yourself, oh, what does make me feel good? Sort yeah. of like what Brighthawk said. So so New Year's Eve, New Year's Day have a very similar energy. And since we have more than one thing pointing to that, it's pretty much saying, you know, take that time to really feed your soul, especially with all that Taurus energy. Yeah, for sure. And that's your week. I know there's some intensity in it, but there's also some good stuff too. And hopefully when you know how to... You know the weather report. <laughs> you know how to surf it. And um, yeah. All right. Did you have anything to add, Lacrosse? Oh, I was just going to say uh, if anything, at this point in time, just like hone back into that energy of flight, you know, and just fly, use your head, like really pamper yourself, focus on all three parts of yourself focus on your mind focus on your soul focus on your body you i like know. that mm -hmm. nice nice yeah um that's the I, and i was just thinking of like the goose i was like is there a, a zodiac that has the goose in it but i don't think there is but if i was to if i was to pick one i would have to say it would probably be taurus there is a constellation that is a goose. Oh, yeah? Or maybe it's a swan. So, uh, I think it's, yeah. I have heard of, of one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have heard of yeah. one. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to do a little yeah. reading here, a little card pool for everybody. Please, for the whole reading, for this whole astrology forecast, please tell us what you love. Tell us down in the comments. Just add your comments or... Um, give us any feedback about what you want to hear more about or anything like that. 
Um, hopefully, we will be able to get a new year uh, prediction for the year, um, a forecast for the year, because um, I know that you guys are probably wanting that. So um, don't worry too much about 2023. I would say that there is going to be some definitely some changes and some shifts. Some of them could actually be better. So we'll get into that at some point in the future. And so you can watch out for that. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that. Um, but I'm going to pull three cards. Please take what you like and leave the rest. Please pay attention to what resonates for you. If it doesn't resonate, just let it go. Okay. Now this first card, let me pin this so you guys can see this a little bit better. Okay. Oh my gosh. Backwards. Okay. Um, <laughs> Okay, so the Six of Cups is very much about emotional, but it is the energy we were just talking about, that energy of being in Taurus where you get, like, all the things you want, right? Having all the beautiful things that make you feel good, like ice cream, right? Okay, so um, so that's exactly what this is, and rainbow ice cream at that is my favorite kind. Um, and so this is very much about sort of being a child and taking care of your younger self. And so this is a reminder of, hey, what is it that you really love? What is it that feeds your soul? Pay attention to what that is. And pay attention also that, that the light is coming back. See how the sun is full in the sky? That's a reminder that the light is coming back to us. And I know it's been dark, my friends. I know it's been dark, but we made it, okay? We made it. You made it this far, and now each day gets one day lighter, okay? And this next card is, could this could represent someone in your life, um, especially someone that's very black and white, someone that's very left or right. Like, they, they don't have a whole lot of gray area, but this energy could also be to remind you of that part of you, that tends to maybe be oversimplify things. And it doesn't always have to be toxic. Sometimes black and white can be very simple or simplicity, but at times that can lead us the wrong way because there's a lot of gray in life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just there is. And, <laughs> you know, so this is also a reminder of that, but also to reminder of our inner badass, okay? So that's exactly what this is about and to in our engagements over the holidays because we're kind of transitioning in this week between Christmas and New Year's. This will pretty much, um, you know, hold that energy. So if you are dealing with somebody like this, just remember they get to be who they want to be. And it doesn't mean you have to have them in your life if they, if they don't make you feel good. Okay. And as you're heading into the future, this right here is a card about illusions and visions. This is the Nine of Swords. And if you take a look at this card, like the person's barely there. They're kind of invisible. They're more like a vision. They're more like a... And this is about a dream state. And this is about making that dream state come into reality. So starting to vision what you want your next year to be, that's what this is all about. This is pay attention to how you're going to manifest your vision. Bring that vision that you see into reality. Make it happen. Um, how is it going to happen? And start seeing it as done because that's how we manifest things, friends. 
that's how you do it is you just start seeing it as done and then bam it will happen i promise it's worked for me a million times now the interesting thing is is that in the past we know what feeds our soul and feeding your soul is very important okay friends it's very important especially if you want to manifest anything and you know going forward you know pay attention to who's around you pay attention to who's super black and white or even if there's a part of you that's like that you can identify here with this king of wands bring through the parts that are crystal clear that you know for sure because that's also what the king of wands is what do you know for sure and those things are meant to help you actually manifest your vision make your vision come true that's exactly what this is all about making your vision come true so friends i hope that this reading has helped you i hope that today's forecast has helped you and i hope that you have a beautiful new year's and happy holiday we appreciate you listeners um i'm gonna try to turn this off uh we appreciate you and uh thank you bright hawk for all your moon magic and your music and thank you lacrosse for more moon magic and interesting uh animal i love the animal totems that are coming through i think that's so awesome well thank you <laughs> again it's a, it's nice to see everything coinciding with the animals it's really neat to see them connect the way they're doing because it's helping me learn more and i'm like oh wait <laughs> Very that's cool. great yeah it's, yeah and i just keep thinking about this time being the goose time and it's yeah. so appropriate just oh yeah and then all of course then all i can think of is the christmas goose um <laughs> in that movie um that old-fashioned movie so yeah <clears throat> Many thanks. Yep. Hope this helps you surf your week. Yep. All right, friends. Happy New Year. Bye-bye and happy year. New Year. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.